Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we are talking with Sebastian Walls. He is the head of training and development at Art of Charisma, and he is so charismatic. It's you know you you expect it, but it's insane. You're going to love this episode. we've got plenty to talk about thank you so much before we get started for having us on the podcast i was very excited when i came across you guys not only because you're quite local to me you guys are based in edinburgh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, all basically most of the the stuff is in edinburgh i'm technically preston pans area but it's edinburgh's uh, the core <laughs> oh. <laughs> i love that and so also a fellow entrepreneur so i thought i'd reach out somebody who's just at the start of their journey and you know i think there might be some interesting things to talk about all things to do with likability charisma business yeah. there's plenty to talk about well we were both really impressed with your um instagram sort of not only you know really really great tips sort of really well presented it's one of those kind of oh right how didn't i know about this guy earlier sort of thing this is really good so we're super happy to have you on no problem. And like I said, the, the thing that was really good with uh, Instagram, I'm sure you guys know, is the fact is that it's a great place if you don't have like a load of um, like credibility behind you, like a load of businesses or a load of examples. It's a great place for people can go and sort of binge watch or binge look at everything that you've got there. So it's pretty cool in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I know from ourselves, it's kind of interesting where coming into this i think maybe our age plays into it a little bit but it's uh, instagram was a, a big push for us and it's just seeing some companies that you know we looked up to and it's you know very established fantastic work but you see their social media and it's like would i trust you <laughs> but um, yeah i think i could agree with that i was speaking to someone else about a few platforms and some people someone call it the digital footprint uh, which mm. is quite cool which is like you know it's almost like if you were to see someone if if you say to someone, oh, I'll, I'll add you on Facebook, and when they go, oh, I don't have Facebook, you almost get a little bit suspicious. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, yeah. everyone's you got it. How do you have it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's quite funny when businesses look at it in a similar sort of way. Yeah, and um, yeah, how, how did you kind of, what's obviously the Instagram that you've got up and running yourself, it seems to have a, a good part of effort for behind it. Was it kind of a secondary thing you fell into, or was it kind of a part of the, the your approach overall? Um, well, I suppose at the best start from the beginning. So I was always fascinated um, with other people. I was always a bit of a people geek, which was a bit <laughs> sad, I suppose. Uh, when I was in the playground and in high school, I would see like kids get into trouble, but like nothing would ever happen. They would never get detention or get told off. But if I did it, I would always get told off. And I was like, why is this happening? And then through sort of growing up, you know, going through loads of different jobs that I had, I started studying athletes. Mm. I used to understand, I never used to understand why we love certain athletes, footballers, Olympic champions so much. And then when they did something wrong or got part of a scandal, you know, we always still seem to love them. So what was the reasons for that? And they ultimately came it down to charisma, the sense of likability that they have. And the Instagram came about was where I was wanting to sort of develop basically just give tips to people because while I was in Edinburgh, I was running social events. I was running like networking events for millennials specifically. And while I was at these events, people would always come up to me and go, you know what, Seb, I, I really struggle just to approach someone and just start talking to them. Or I always end up putting my foot in my mouth or I never understand how to build really deep connections with people. 
I'm always kind of forgotten about uh, or I kind of fade into the background. So the Instagram page started from those people saying, well, you can actually go to the Instagram page and learn sort of free tips and tricks on how to just handle really small situations that we all come across, like whether it's dealing with a difficult work colleague or trying to make friends or dealing with a potential partner. It was all there and people could do it. And it sort of kind of spun out from that really, so to speak. Ah, incredible stuff. And yeah, you've been up and running for a a couple of years now in terms of the the art of charisma. It's, you know, how did that all come to be? Because you're, obviously it would have uh, came over time yeah it was a it was a small sort of building blocks each time because it can be frustrating if you're trying to build up a business or build up any sort of traction you know when you haven't got any sort of credibility or you haven't got any potential clients i will put my hands up i was the first one to be the most impatient mm. of everybody <laughs> and so sometimes actually just take a little bit of a breather and as i suppose when we've all gone this journey getting into something that you know a little bit about always seems to help you. I used to look at people in Dragon's Den and see like they'd go, oh, I've got this great idea. It's socks for cats. And like, they've never owned a cat, don't know anything about socks. And they're like, what are you doing? And so it's sort of like that sort of thing really hit home because when I started this, I had no idea about people. I had no idea about relationships other than the sort of day-to-day stuff that you pick up, but there was no real sort of science or training behind me. So a lot of it was just sort of trial and error. And I've somewhat taken that into the, the business that I've had. And, and sort of we've grown, we've helped over, especially over lockdown, helped over 100 people just develop their sort of skills on how to build relationships over Zoom, um, in real life, how to be better managers, but also transfers into a little bit of dating, a little bit of romance, and just taking it from there, really. So it's been a sort of, it's been a real crazy time through, you know, trying to deliver stuff in the workplace and then taking it online so it's gone for a full sort of full circle, sort of speak with, with this. And um, I think the hardest challenge has been that sometimes charisma can seem like this sort of innate, crazy, undescribable thing. Uh, and when I was doing my research, that's basically what a lot of people described as the Greeks had a word for it. It was called a divine gift, which I just absolutely mm. loved that this sense of charisma that we don't know what it is, but we can always tell when someone's got it, whether we look at a politician or a celebrity or even some friends, you know, some people have just got that wow factor that when they walk into a room, we want to know yeah. them. But then there's other people that you walk in, you go, meh, meh, don't, don't really feel too fussed about them. And it's just, it's just, it's just funny, but actually it's a skill. It's a skill like, you know, leadership, like management, like uh, creativity. It's something that you can develop, something you can use. And then as you get better at it, you become more confident. And as you become more confident, you'll naturally become better at it. Ah, and you know, I, I think that's the thing I, I love about your what your your work and what you're doing, the website, the Instagram, everything is there is such a kind of myth that, you know, some people are just born like uh, charismatic and they're charmer and they, they're just born like that. And uh, I think uh, kind of what you're kind of getting across here is you can just work on that skill and develop it over time. 100%. And the, the reason why everyone should be using it is because the skills that you can use in a business, whether that's trying to build a bit of a relationship with a client or trying to sway a boss or a member of staff, it can be 100% applied to whether you're trying to close a million pound deal or trying to convince a toddler to get ready for bed. The skills are exactly the same, mm. you know. And the thing with me that was really important was that not to come across as cheesy. So when you look at my Instagram or the branding, the whole point of it is not to be like 
hitch. You know, what we're not doing here is not about hitch or how to pull or these sort of pickup artists. It's far from that. It's all about the skills that you will need to be successful within business as opposed to this sort of like Paddy McGuinness take me out sort of style. And that was what was really, really prevalent when we were doing the Instagram. So it was all about the creatives looking formal, looking all uniform. All the scheduling was done professionally and just taking that approach to it. So when you look at our Instagram, it's all the same colors. The format is always very sim, one, two, three tips. It's all really mm. bite-sized, snackable content that anybody can use, whether you're in whatever situation you're in. And that was one of the things that I was really keen to get across as opposed to like being this really like aloof, you know, crazy, wild sort of sporadic way of doing things. Yeah. yeah. And um, am I correct in saying you have come from a, a traditionally media background in many ways? Or is this, have you kind of developed into that kind of uh, outgoing and building that brand from there? Yeah, so I was quite fortunate that, and I would give this advice to absolutely anyone, is do as many different things as possible. Be part of many different projects, different jobs, as much as you can, because you will pick up little things from each of them, and then you'll be able to apply it into a situation. Mm -hmm. I call it the slumdog millionaire effect, how he was able to go off and win a million pounds because he had all these different stories to tell. So I started off working for the BBC. I got an apprenticeship there. I um, specialised in sort of comedy. Unfortunately, I wasn't that funny, so I had to then change to change uh, change his career. And while I was there, I was sort of analysing, like, well, where do I fit in? What's best suits my personality? And for me, I, I then transitioned into sales, working in, I guess, probably the hardest sales, which was selling cars, mm. which was, I guess, the perfect sink or swim sort of environment. And it's by no means not for everyone. However, if you're really interested in business, really interested in profits and margins, you know, there's no better training ground to get into because while you're working in sales for a car, you've got to think about the service and the processes, what goes into a finance agreement, what goes into making someone want to buy something. And so all those sort of things added me, basically gave me the experience to go on and do something like this. And um, because in business, you've got to be personable, you've got to be likable, you've got to be positive because of days where nobody buys anything. And then there's days where everybody takes everything. So having those sort of experiences and being able to learn, I guess, on an employer's time as opposed to, you know, having to work for myself and being thrown into the deep end was definitely an experience that, that helped me. But through the creatives, be working at the BBC definitely helped me because what I was able to do was able to ask myself, where's the story in this? Where's the, you know, where's the headline in this? Because I think what a lot of businesses misunderstand is when they're doing a bit of PR, a bit of marketing, they think, you know, we've got this new product or we've just won this award. Everybody's really keen to, you know, hear about this, which might be really obvious in your industry, but what's going to really captivate the hearts and minds of someone is not necessarily that this law firm has hit their 50th anniversary. It's not really a huge story. So how can you captivate someone in that way? How can you really hit home and get people excited about what you're doing? So I was quite fortunate about that. So I did loads of different stuff, you know, with the regards to, you know, um, the PR around what we were doing during lockdown. We had some stories around about how to date during lockdown, how to date on Zoom, you know, how to win the job of your mm. dreams when everyone is getting made redundant during lockdown. So it was all this sort of stuff that 100% applied to our industry and what we did, but, you know, it had that sort of really home thing, like homegrown, 
effect on people. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I guess, a little snapshot into my background and what we've been doing. Oh, think... Can I ask you a little bit as well? Because I know there's sort of been yeah. a lot or there has been a big increase in terms of mentoring and coaching and that sort of thing. Um, very much over lockdown as people or a lot of people are seeing it as a great time to invest in the self. Do you think that that's maybe just because of the lockdown itself or do you think that maybe millennials and, and that new Gen Z are sort of moving into the time where we need to invest? What, what do you sort of think about that? Great question. Uh, I think history has told us anything is that with when recessions or times of challenge come in we always kind of look at ourselves and say how can we better ourselves to either get a new job or to get into a new industry or to change trajectory into something else traditionally they've been like sort of books but i think with the whole thing of coaching that for the cost of a couple of books you could get a really effective one two three four hour session one-on-one -on -one with someone in a niche that you're particularly interested in because the idea with coaching is that you can be a specialist in health and wellness charisma, business, sport, chances are there'll be an expert in that field. So you can get some really precious one-on-one -on -one time to pick their brains, ask them questions that you wouldn't necessarily get from a chapters in a book or even from a YouTube video. So I think that from a price to return on investment, so to speak, I think it's really good. Of course, there's some great content out there on YouTube, some great ways to learn through books, but sometimes just having that person that you can pick their brains with can really just sort of, you know, really help you. I think millennials and Generation Z are the most open to these sort of things because I'd like to think as a millennial, we faced so many challenges. You kind of think to yourself, right, well, where can we go from here? And some of the things that people always speak about with when I'm talking about millennials is that, you know, sometimes just having that figure or that person to rely on can actually be a lot more beneficial than perhaps, you know, something else that they get it from. When I was in the sort of career, the one-to-ones were probably the most effective thing that I what we did because when you had a one-to-one -one, you're able to get motivated get knowledge and after those hours you'd always feel like really invigorated you're like right I am ready to take on the world yeah. and so there's plenty of people out there now more than ever to to reach out to in any niche that you're interested in what we found is when we were starting is that if you have a project it could be within anything whether you're wanting to start a business or you run a football team or you're interested in arts and crafts, if you just kickstart that project, that'll give you the opportunity to reach out to people, whether it's to be part of your podcast or to be a guest blogger or whatever it could be. And then you're gonna be networking people from there and they'll be able to support you, help you, and you'll be able to build relationships a lot better. And that's ultimately what it is at the end of the day. The old saying is like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So this is where all this sort of thing kind of comes into it. Yeah, and, and we've found some great connections through um, Matchmaker itself and having other people on the podcast mm. as you know, w though we are not all similar fields, there is sort of enough overlap for those really interesting connections. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. 100%. And that's the and I think that's been one of the biggest learning curves. When I was starting out, I would always think about they're never going to talk to me because I'm not on their level. I don't have as much to offer them. However, sometimes actually being really authentic and just saying, you know what, put my hands up. I do not have a clue at this particular yeah, field. Yeah. And this with a little bit of flattery. You're the best. I'm going to see I'm going to pick your brains a little bit about what it is. Some people are going to look at that and go, what's this kid doing? And then other people are going to go, course man you're going to take a lot it takes a lot of blood sweat and tears that goes into it and if you're prepared to do that then take my hat off to you welcome to the party so to speak mm. so i think that's always something that's quite quite key 
uh, charisma obviously plays a part in so many different aspects. So being able to build a relationship with someone quite quickly is definitely good in a really genuine manner. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think um, what what you say I find quite resonant in myself. Where um, I remember one of a, a key experience for me was when I was working uh, with a company, and I was just have like on break having a cup of coffee, and I was just chatting to this new person that seemed a little bit lost. And at the end of the day, I ended up finding out he was the new managing director of the company. And you know, oh, wow. it was just like a fun thing of just being like, oh, if you're just even if the you know you don't have that bridge to connect over, you know, just being friendly uh, can do the world of difference. Absolutely. And then just to touch on back of what you were saying there earlier on about the fact about millennials and Generation Z, they're now becoming the managers and the big hitters of tomorrow. And so, you know, how they build relationships is completely different to how the old school built relationships where it was tie, it was about facts and figures and numbers. Whereas I think going forward, if you're trying to influence potential business owners or decision makers, i.e. millennials, they take things in a completely different laid back, informal authentic genuine way so it might not necessarily slide be you know one of those like really stuffy old school sort of geezers coming out of the work but, but also 100 that, that's just not a happy way to live a life you know i think there's something <laughs> so fulfilling especially you know when you're getting to positions where you've got staff to actually be a human being we talked with someone a wee while back and they talked about really enjoying the fact that they knew the names of their staff you know and that mm. eventually once they got to a point where it was a bigger company and they didn't necessarily sort of lost that connection it felt a bit disorientating and and yeah we you know me and Anton aren't really at that level at all um, <laughs> but I think yeah it's those little moments of you know you're on a shoot and you, you know there's somebody there helping ask them who they are how they are you know why are they here um because yeah being a real human being is so important right now yeah, exactly. And being able to influence and persuade someone, this is where it all comes into it. Sometimes is that if you haven't done that groundwork and then all of a sudden you need somebody to work harder, work faster, work better, you're not going to be able to, if you just say, you're going to have to do this, it's not, you know, most people out there in 2020 are working for the £5 an hour, £6 an hour. So if you're really having to motivate them, you know, it's not enough to think just that wage is going to be enough to get them to go above and beyond the call of duty. And when those people are looking after customers, clients, or even in charge of a team or whatever it could be, you're really going to have to get them to dig deep. But charisma is essentially, to the bare bones, is releasing someone else's dopamine. Now, dopamine is a chemical in people's head. We hear a lot of the time when we eat chocolate or when something nice happens, when we watch films or play video games. And charisma is essentially being able to release somebody, someone else's dopamine. The dopamine in our industry is known as the bonding gene. So if you're able to successfully, you know, release that in somebody else, then you can actually build charisma. And that's by done by what you're saying is remembering people's names, showing an interest in other people, asking them questions about themselves. You know, people can always think of a time where they've been at a party and they were like, I've just been speaking to Dave. And they went, oh yeah, you were speaking to Dave for ages. What were you talking about? And they go, you know, I can't actually remember what we're talking. Yeah. We just, it's just, we just talked for ages, and what you'll find is that person was just being able to release that dopamine, get them talking about themselves, mm. and they didn't even know it. there was no topic. They were just talking about themselves. Yeah, it's um, I, that's obviously like the, some of the best projects you have are the ones where you end up just like you've wrapped up the job and you're just having a, a good blather afterwards about you know the projects, things adjacent to it, which. Uh, is always a good kind of point to start with and if you don't mind me asking how have you been finding things now because obviously 
uh, there's so many more new networking opportunities, but also there there isn't the, the old-fashioned galas of just meeting up with a, a room full of new business owners and chatting chat and shop. It's a whole new world. Yeah, it's perfect. And I, I, this is, it's, I put it in the very same campus, the same way as we meet, meet friends. The same way as we make friends is the fact that we have so much technology at our disposal. So actually, you can actually network with people all over the world in so many different niches that you know there's quite a lot of information. But the best way to go about it, if you're wanting to meet people or network with someone, you know, there's websites like Meetup where you can actually go and have Zoom conferences and share your ideas with things. There's always this sort of chamber of commerce. They will always be there. But what you should actually do, and if you've got a particular niche or an idea or a passion or an interest about something, let's take the example of football. If you're mad on football, there's actually websites, Instagram pages, football pages, groups dedicated to not only football, but your particular team or your particular thing. So what I would advise you to do is if you've got an interest there, start engaging with that community. So if you, you know, if they're talking about the Hibs Hearts game, if they're talking about Manchester United, go in, talk about it. And what I've actually started doing is you'll start recognising people's profiles. Mm -hmm. You'll recognise when, you know, Louise is commenting because you'll recognise her profile picture. Mm -hmm. And eventually after, you can actually build a relationship with someone just based off of that. And then you can reach out to them and say, what did you think of the United game? And then eventually you can lead that to meeting someone in, you know, in real life subject to COVID restrictions or Zoom chats or whatever it would be. So there's quite a lot of opportunity. You just got to be clever and savvy enough to think, right, how would I do it in the real world? And how can I, you know, change that to working online? Because there's always opportunity everywhere you go. Yeah, and it's um, it's kind of, it's fantastic. Um, kind of hearing your, your story and kind of how you've came uh, into doing a lot of this kind of mentoring and uh, discussing because, it is kind of a shame that you know charisma and kind of social skills are kind of like a a silent skill that nobody discusses and you know it's <laughs> a myth in some places for which is a shame 100 percent. i think charisma in particular has had a little bit of a bad rep and mm. um, because there's been notoriously famously charismatic people who have been evil but then equally there's been equally charismatic people who have been you know amazing martin luther king gandhi barack obama you know all these people that we kind of look in and, and sort of idolize as well the thing is is that as much as there's so many great influences or uh, attention on the hard skills like programming, uh, you know, graphic design, IT skills, which are all fantastic and all are there to get you to the party. It's the soft skills that are going to get you to work better with others, manage people a lot better and all that jazz. For example, only only 15% of people are sacked because they're bad at their job. So that tells me that a lot of people are actually pretty good at their job. Mm. However, the other 85% of people are getting sacked because they can't work with others. And that's where you were saying these soft skills start coming into it, where it's great that you've got the amazing, you know, um, programmer and he's great, but how he doesn't work well with others and that actually affects the whole team. And then his skills don't actually match up to what the rest of the team are doing. And the best example to give is like football. You know, how many times have you heard about a manager losing the dressing room or, you know, a player, you know, starts, you know, having a vendetta against other players you know and how that affects the team and how that affects the performance on the pitch and that's the best way to give it because it's you know you could be the best football player in the world or you could be the best tactician in the world it still takes a degree of being able to manage others being able to work with them 
and being charismatic to, to get them to perform to the level you need them to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so much of especially online spheres can be, or, or even just the, the sort of way that society is built is can make us sort of feel isolated and very much designed that you, you know, this is your career and you're important and you must do this, um, you know, and this is your wage and this is your life kind of thing. But I think so much of it is is reliant on the people around us whether that is direct family or friends or whether that is you know your co-workers your bosses and yeah having functioning and and you know even better good relationships with people is is i think really vital yeah and just to build up on that one of the challenges i've had when i've been speaking to a lot of people is there's sometimes really obvious places where charisma and soft skills fit in. You know, when we think of it as in a sales process, naturally you're going to have to build a relationship with someone. If you're having to, you know, influence a toddler to, you know, get their clothes on, get ready for school, you know, you're going to have to kind of mm-hmm. coax them into it. However, when it comes to building a support network, it's sometimes not always thought as. And being able to build a support network, as you were saying there, you know, when it comes to those sort of moments where you need to reach out to someone or where you need to ask for support or help or whatever it could be, sometimes we get quite bogged down in what we're doing and the day-to-day antics. That actually being able to build a relationship with someone is super vital, not only for your career and business, but also for your social life, which in turn will help you for your, you know, mental health. And then it can lead on to loads of other different aspects. So Kind of, I quite like how Anton said it, the sort of, you know, the dark arts, <laughs> sort of Harry Potter, you know, it's kind of like the that. Mystical. Thing. But, you know, yes, mystical thing. But honestly, it's it's been something that's been done for hundreds of years. It, this is not anything new. The only thing that changes is maybe the environment that you're doing it in and maybe some of the, the terms and the jargon. But essentially, if you're able to be able to harness charisma, it's essentially your secret weapon because everybody has it and it doesn't matter if you're the most extroverted person out there or you're the most introverted person there is charisma is different across the whole spectrum so it's not necessarily the loudest or the most talkative guy in the room is actually sometimes that quiet cool sort of suave looking mm. person in the corner they've also got loads of charisma as well so it's all about being able to build relationships essentially Uh, What we've basically been able to boil it down to is that if you're able to make a killer first impression, if you're able to have a really good conversation, if you're able to tell a fantastic story, you know, tell, make a story out of absolutely nothing, you're going to be on a, a winner to charisma. If you're able to harness your presence, your confidence and your leadership skills, if you can put all that together, you're well on your way to becoming charismatic or being able to influence and persuade others. So there's lots of tips there, but those sort of things, you know, being able to be a great storyteller kind of applies into your industry as well, because you guys tell stories through brands, through images, through all that sort of stuff. And that's when we talk about a brand's charisma, you know, what's, you know, when we think of particular brands, why is there ones that we love and why are there ones that we think are evil? Why are there ones that we just resonate with and what we don't? And what, what is it that, into that? Yeah. you know, and that's where, you know, a brand's relationship with their customers are so, so important. And it's something that, you know, it's great when it comes to marketing, but that's why, you know, there was such a push for people. I know we talked about social media in the beginning, but, you know, harnessing Twitter and Instagram to deal with customer complaints. Yeah. You know, how do brands use their customer reviews? How do they answer back to them when they're actually engaging with customers is super important. It is super easy, trust me, to go, I don't want to deal with that person. I'm just going to put my head in the sand and not have to deal with any of it. 
it's just super important that you hit these things head on. So yeah, it's it plays into so many different aspects and it's understandable that this could be this sort of almost enigma. Yeah. I'm gonna call it the dark art. Quite like that, <laughs> Anton, the dark art. Uh, you know, so it's 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 kind of fascinating. Yeah. As I said, I'm a, I'm a people geek, so I geek out over these sort of things where you know how what how do people think, how do people work, and how can you sort of harness that to your sort of ben- benefit. Yeah, and I think one of my my favorite things you you mentioned there is just helping in terms of just being more confident in yourself uh, outside of business and all that stuff. Uh, being able to be slightly less anxious when speaking to people. There's so many talented people, and I, I imagine you see so many people in this case uh, in your field were incredibly talented, but they're you know they're maybe nervous to kind of go pitch their idea to their boss or uh, maybe go and like chat to this new company that they could fit think they could fit in with. It's um it's a real shame in some regards. Absolutely, and you know what I, I love that, and just to build up on that is that some of the people that we, I sort of deal with. It's not always necessarily the people that you think it would be. It's, it's not always necessarily that sort of really shy, awkward, introverted person. It's actually sometimes those people who are in other people's eyes are relatively successful, but it's not necessarily taking them from zero to, you know, Steve Jobs level of like, you know, crazy. It's sometimes just getting people just to go over the next step. So as you said, it's just about getting them from being able to crack into that social circle, be able to just to say, hi, my name is being able just just to get their ideas out of their head and out into their voice and into the world. So it's not necessarily about revolutionizing someone's particular personality Mm. or particular ethos or anything. It's just literally getting them to the next step. And then once they've got a little bit of confidence there, it moves on to the next step. So what a lot of things we do is this relationship between confidence Mm. and competence. So the better you get at something, the more confident Mm. you are. So no, it's when you think of public speaking, it's very, I probably wouldn't challenge anyone to go in front of, you know, 600 people and give a public speaking event if you've never done it before. Start off small and then sort of build your way up, build up, build up, and then you kind of become better, more confident to the point you go, hey, 600 people, no problem, I can do this, easy, yeah. easy. So, yeah. Very much a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, and I think, and, and that's with any kind of work, Um I think especially creative just because that's what I've worked with most is when you go oh well actually no you know what I can paint quite well and then you do it and you find out actually that was that was okay you know the sort of what could go wrong well nothing really much you don't lose it and and so that can only then build upon sort of the skills that you have because the more you do it the better you get at it. A hundred percent and the biggest challenge I usually have is changing people's mindsets that's, that's sometimes the hardest bit. If you've been doing something for X number of months or years, getting that mindset out and changing it and forming good habits is sometimes the hardest, hardest bit. Um, you know, and it only becomes from the time of just practice, doing it, putting the structure in place so you know how to do it. And we do it all within our everyday lives, whether it's business or our jobs or whatever it could be, you know, forming really good habits and having a really good mindset is, is really key. Um, but we don't just come in and say, be yourself, do this. A lot of it's structured. So for example, when it comes to making a great first impression, I talk about the mindset of giving more ammunition. Maybe it's because I'm old school. I played a lot of video games when I was <laughs> younger. I played a lot of college Grand Theft Auto, sorry. So we use the term spreading ammunition. So when someone says, what do you do for a living? Somebody could say, I'm a consultant and that's a hundred percent what you do. There's nothing wrong with that. I get it. However, 
when it comes to building a relationship with someone, you're not really giving them a whole mm. lot of information to go off of. And so in turn, you're going to lead to a lot more awkward silences. You're not really going to give the person a lot to go off of. And if we talk about personalities, how's that going to come across? He might think this guy's a bit of a you know melon. So <laughs> mindsets, how can we change that? We do that through spreading ammunition. So if you said, I'm a consultant that specializes in working with startups in Edinburgh, mm. in IT, people, you've got several things there that you can pick up on. So they can say, oh, what sort of startups do you work with? Uh, what, tell me a little bit more about the IT thing. Where, oh, I'm from Edinburgh. Yeah. What, what, how long have you been living? And then you can develop a conversation. So you've gone from the first zero to five minutes. And then how do you go from five minutes to 10 minutes, 20 minutes to 30 hours, hours and grow up from there? So that's how it sort of starts. So when we're sort of talking about mindsets and, and doing things, that's that's how it goes there. So always be wary that you can give more information than is needed sometimes. Yeah, and uh, speaking about hours, I, I generally, I think this conversation could go on for hours, but we are sadly running out of time. This has been incredibly both insightful, but more so even quite a, a fun and lovely conversation. So if people <laughs> want to find out more about the, the stuff you're doing, learn about the art of charisma, where would uh, people check you out and learn more? I'm going to give it all a, 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 an absolute cracker here. So you can find me on the bog standards, Art of Charisma on Instagram or Art of Charisma on, uh, on Google. But you know what? If you email me at art of, at art of charisma at outlook.com, you can ask me any question, any social situation that you've come into, any situation that's happening at work, you can email me. I'll answer it for you. Easy. What a great conversation that was. Yeah, honestly, um, not lying in the end, uh, that conversation generally could have went on for hours. It was really great to meet him. Yeah, he, he really knew what he was talking about as well. I think sometimes you can get worried guests ramble on, but no, that was it was really, really good info there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think coming from ourselves, you know, there there's many uh, video production and media production companies out there, many people that have the skills, but um, you know, being able to, to chat with clients, get the job, uh, going is such a powerful skill and I, I think somebody mm. like uh, Sebastian really emphasises that and say you wanted to get a job with us going Anton uh, how, how would you do that where would you contact us oh there's a, this little wee known website online at nakamedia.co.uk um, mm. where it has all of our information and even uh, our portfolio which uh, there's some good stuff in there Wow, yeah, and our portfolio equally. You can get to see little snippets on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our LinkedIn at Nakamedia LLP. And finally, if you, you prefer the, the more direct method, uh, you can always send us an email at contact at nakamedia.co.uk. And of course, um, a, a little wee uh, raven friend, um, you know, he, he comes on uh, certain days of the week. Uh, please check in with your, your local council to see what day he arrives. Um, but, you know, equally, uh, hand him a letter. They are they are good boys, um, very good Raven boys. So treat them treat them with respect. They're good boys. Yeah, they're they're, they're trying their best, and uh, you know we're we're expecting a whole new uh, load of uh, Raven mail soon enough. Wonderful. So thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Au revoir.